Shopify helps you sell at every stage of your business. Like that, let's put it online and see what happens stage. And the site is live. That we opened a store and need a fast checkout stage. Thanks, you're all set. That count it up and ship it around the globe stage. This one's going to Thailand. And that, wait, did we just hit a million orders stage? Whatever your stage, businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for your $1 a month trial at shopify.com slash listen. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Audio Frontier. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid, Red Florence. It's going to be the funniest show ever because I'm all about the comedy and the money, money. baby. How much you getting paid? And his partner, Fedor and Stevenson. From Mexico City to Beef Community Center, I've got stories that are going to blow your mind. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wrestling Daft. My name is Rab Florence. I am joined as ever by my man, my main man, my man, my man, my man, Grado. How you doing, mate? How you doing, Rob? Good to see you, pal. You all right? I went well. Good to see you, mate. Uh, Producer John is there as well. Hi, Rob. John, how are you? I'm good. I actually had a good week, aye. We're all looking pretty good, I think, and we? We're all looking pretty healthy. We're looking no bad. Uh, you've done all right. You've, you've uh, started... Filming the series two of the Scots. Listen, I'm not interested in talking about my achievements, right? <laughs> I'm not interested in talking about your achievement. And you've sent through a show plan, John. Yes. But I'm going to have to derail the show the day, right? I'm going to have to derail your plan the day for this show, John. If there's a run-in, cancel it. Cancel the run-in. Oh, really? No time. I'll tell you now. Cancel the run-in. We'll no doing it. Had you, Eugene, right. ready to come again, on again? Oh, well, can- definitely cancel him. Um, if he's not cancelled already I don't know I've not been keeping up uh, <laughs> So Here's what we're talking about Here's what we're going to talk about And I'm sure this is going to come up Later on when we look at The putting overs And the burians We saw At the weekend One of the greatest wrestling matches In the history Of pro wrestling Wow One wow. of the greatest wrestling matches In the history of pro wrestling. In fact, I'm going to go as far as to say that's the best wrestling match I've seen in about 10 years. Fuck, really? That's how far I would go. And the match I'm talking about is, of course, Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. <laughs> <laughs> no, the match I'm talking about is, of course, the Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins match. Now, I, I, I imagine you've watched it, boys. I've not seen it. I've not. No, I've actually no seen it. Actually, this one, Rob. But you did come on to say on Monday in the group chat that it was one of the the, the finest, def, definitely the finest thing you've saw this year. Listen, 
that match, this is what we need to talk about. Because that match, and I know you haven't seen it, right? And you should have told us to watch it. I mean, I did. I thought by putting into the chat on Monday that it was one of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen. That, that you would have, uh, you would have maybe looked at it. You know what I mean? Half an hour. Uh, was it half an hour? Day. I don't know if it was half an hour. I don't. I lost track of how long it was. I could have watched it for like ten hours. Even with your chest, I was loving it so much. It, mate, it was unbelievable. And I'm going to dig into why. This just before anything else, I'm going to dig into why. This is one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. And why, when this show finishes the night or when, whenever you need to go and watch it, and anybody who listens to this podcast, whether they've never watched, if they've not watched WWE in ages, because, you know, we've all hit out with that chat, we're cancelling WWE and all that, carry on, right? Remember all that stuff. Um, you need to watch it. Anybody that's into wrestling needs to watch this match. So this has to be heard by, so cut this out, put it on the socials, whatever you need to do, John, because this needs to be heard, right? That match between Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins was historic. It was historic. One of the greatest wrestling matches of all time. One of the best wrestling matches I've ever seen. And we knew these two guys were good because we'd seen their two matches before and we were enjoying them. And we were going, oh, we could watch these guys wrestle every night of the week if we wanted. But even then, I didn't expect them to turn out a match like this. And I've been turning over in my head exactly why this match was so brilliant, was so brilliant, so emotional even to watch. And here's why I think it is. I don't remember ever seeing a wrestling match that had so much history in it. So much history. Because what is wrestling all about, right? Wrestling is all about ideal. The ideal of wrestling is you put on a match, an entertaining match, but that match has history and it has meaning, Right? This is what we talk about all the time, isn't it, Gredo? Yeah. Matches need to have meaning. They need to tell a story. That's the kind of, that's the cliche. Matches need to tell a story. But how do you tell a story? To tell a good story, you need backstory. You need history. Mm -hmm. You need something underneath it to support it. This match had an unbelievable amount of layers in it. And I was astonished when I watched it. For the minute, Seth Rollins came out and he was wearing Dusty's gear, his polka dots. Oh, that was cool. I saw pictures. For the minute that happened, I kind of felt like something special was going to happen there. Here's why it was special right away as well, because in a kind of lesser match with lesser competitors, what you would maybe have seen is somebody wearing that gear out and kind of kind of making a fool of it more than they did or kind of disrespecting it. But Seth didn't do that, because right away you've got something there that Seth has history with Dusty himself, right? Which we know, right? Mm -hmm. When he was in NXT, you know that. So you know there's that history. You know there's something there. And then... When the match actually starts, the match, he, Cody comes out. We've got history going into it as well. We've got the history of the past 24 hours of hearing that Cody is injured, that Cody has this bad injury. So what do we do? Because we're wrestling fans. What do we do? We go, right, we know how this is going to play out. He's going to come out and he's going to wrestle anyway, but he's hurt, so he's not going to be able to do anything. So it's going to be a quick match. Something fast is going to happen to play on the injury and it's going to wrap it up, right? So right away, we take some history into it ourselves. And Cody and Seth subvert that and do something completely different. They do something completely different with it. So you've got that as well. Then you've also got the history of Hell in a Cell. Mm -hmm. You've got the story of Hell in a Cell itself, which you know is one of the most dangerous matches to be in. That's how it's built. You've got all the years of history. You're thinking the minute you see Hell in a Cell, you're thinking of Taker and Foley, right? One way, one way in, no way out. Exactly. You're thinking <laughs> that you're thinking of Shawn Michaels in there. You're thinking of people getting hurt. You're thinking about all the great matches you've seen in the cell. And to be honest, We've not seen that many great matches in a cell, no. to be honest. But this, this is one of them. 
this is one. This is probably this is maybe the best match we've ever seen in a cell. Maybe even better than Taker and Foley's one. Right? Did they fall off it? No, they fall off it. This is the beautiful thing. They fall off it, right? This is the beautiful thing. So you've got that as well. Then you also have the history of who Cody Rhodes is, his place in that family, who his dad was. You've got that history as well, right? Which is a history that he's had to carry with him his whole life. Then you've got the history of what Cody Rhodes has done recently, which is left the WWE unsatisfied, feeling like he wasn't getting used the way he wanted to be used, feeling that he wasn't the man that he wanted to be, went, set up his own promotion, which is now a rival promotion, then left that promotion. And by the way, I would argue, right here in fucking now, I would argue that Cody Rhodes had the best match in that promotion, I know, with his brother. Yeah, his brother. Yeah. I think he had the best match in AEW as well. That was the match that had me taking AEW seriously. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then he jumps back, which nobody really expected either. Nobody really expected he was going to jump back. Then he jumps back and then he comes in and he's surprised everybody again to an extent because I know there was a lot of fans out there going, nah, Cody Rhodes, you know, he's jumped back in and he's having the best run that he's ever had, right? Mm-hmm. So you get that story as well of that guy's career, that guy who he is, what his family name is, and his career, right? Yep. You've got male history as well getting told in the match because you've got all these nods and references to Triple H in the match as well. You've got pedigrees. You've got sledgehammers. You've got all of this stuff going on in it, right? So you've got that history and all. That history is also attached to AEW with what Cody did in AEW, referencing Triple H all the time. Seth referencing Triple H and his run as a heel. All that stuff is all there. Seth feeling like Triple H's boy. So all that history is laid into the mix as well, right? And then you've got moments like the Texas Bull Rope match, which suddenly starts in the middle. Suddenly in the middle of this Hell in a Cell match, you've got a Texas Bull Rope match happening. And the history that's involved there, the history connected to Dusty Rhodes, connected to his dad, and just the history connected to all that good old territory wrestling that you're watching. And when I was watching that Hell in a Cell match, I was starting to think, oh, these brilliant old territory matches, that's what it, that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. It felt like one of these old school territory matches with all that, with all that history layered into it, right? So you've got all that, you've got all that stuff playing out inside it. Layers and layers and layers and layers of history, all piling up. Then we come to Cody Rhodes' injury itself. Now, in the history of wrestling, whether you think it's wrong or whether you think it's right, men wrestle hurt. That's the fucking history of wrestling. That's one of the cornerstones of the history of wrestling is guys injured, hurt, on the road, getting in the ring anyway to earn the fucking money to take him to the missus. That's what, that's what professional wrestling is. Professional wrestling has always been... It's not been men going, listen, I'm going to, going to have to come off the road for two months and no pay my mortgage because I've hurt my chest or because I've done that. But They're getting in the ring. That's the story of wrestling. Now, I know now there was a lot of people, a lot of fans out there going... He shouldn't have been out there wrestling like that. He shouldn't have been doing that. There was a point to this. There was a story in this. Cody's dad was one of the guys who moved in that circle of the guys who did that. And you also have this extra layer of history that recently you've got people at Undertaker talking about, Matt's different now. It's not as hard as it used to be. It's not as tough, tough as you used to be. And Cody knows what he's doing. When Cody's telling that story in that ring, he's referen- referencing all this stuff. He's referencing... The ancient history of wrestling going back decades is referencing the stuff, the talking points that people have been talking about recently in wrestling about how people should be looked after and all that. He's also a guy who was never trusted 
in the WWE with personal responsibility for who he was or what he did. And now he's doing this big thing, which is a massive move of personal responsibility. I'm hurt, but I'm going to go in and I'm going to work. And I'm not just going to work for five minutes. I'm not going to just work for 10 minutes and cheat the fans out of something. I'm going to give fans not just a match, but a match with all this stuff and one of the best matches they will ever have seen. This is all happening in the one match in the space of half an hour. And then when you set all that aside, the fact that you've got all these layers of history in this, what you also have is brilliant storytelling all the way through. If you base the guys, we all know how great Seth Rollins is, right? Seth Rollins is one of these guys where it's harder to think of bad matches had, right? We know how great these guys are, but just wee moments in it that I haven't been able to forget since watching it. Like the bit where Cody picks up the sledgehammer and his chest is too sore to hold it and he drops it because it's too... And it's like wee, wee tiny details all the way through this that were just incredible. How engaged the fans were with it. You got that sense that the fans were just totally, totally tuned into it, which rarely happens now. Rarely happens now in wrestling where you see that the fans are totally engaged with what's happening in the ring. And I just think that people are only going to appreciate this match. I think people do appreciate it. I don't know what it scores that's been given by the, the reviewers and the critics and the Meltzers and all that. I don't care, right? I don't know what the scores are and I don't care. I don't think this is going to be appreciated, this match, until 10 years, 15 years, 20 years down the line. That, that's how good it was. This is one we're always going to look back on, I think, and go, look at what they did there. And I think Cody Rhodes has a start, it's starting to become clear now that Cody Rhodes is special in a way. I've always liked Cody, right? But I think it's in recent times it's emerged that there's something special about him. And I think I, I think I know what it is now. After seeing that match, I think I know what it is. It's that his dad, Dusty Rhodes, had a gift, and his gift was for reaching into the heart of the common man, reaching into the heart of the punter out there, he, 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 the, the, the normal working men and women of Heartland America, and Dusty Rhodes had a talent for reaching into the heart of the people. But Cody Rhodes has a talent for reaching into the heart of the wrestling fan, of people who have watched decades of wrestling, of reaching into the heart of people who understand what is great about wrestling. It's like, it was just a classic. It was just a, and you just need to watch it. Cancel every plan you've got and watch that match. So you enjoyed it then? <laughs> that was all right, eh? <laughs> right. But wow. I'll tell you what, mate. That was good. I'm invested. Aye, aye, man. You're aye, without a doubt. I do think, man, a lot of history there, but I think there'd have been a lot more history if he'd wrestled me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I kind of look like his father. I've wear polka dots now and again. Mm-hmm. Same kind of. You unfollowed you on Twitter, so there's an immediate angle. There's a, there's a oh, backstory. You unfollowed yeah. me on Twitter. Yeah. Um, he, uh, this one time. He asked me advice about TNA. He saw a panto poster with my face on it when he was in Paisley one time. Right, so there's history there. But, uh, but, uh, but uh, you know what you're saying, even though you're joking, makes a lot of sense because this, this is the ideal one. It? It's the ideal of wrestling is that this is why sometimes you can watch a match between two brilliant wrestlers and the stuff they're doing and all that is amazing. But if there's no substance there, if there's no... Uh, 
It's not even, and this is what WWE has got that AEW don't have, right? And see when it was, see this is when it comes, don't you? WWE has got this incredible history that they can lean on. AEW don't have it yet, but that, that what WWE don't use it enough. They use it in the wrong way. They, they bring out um, Big Ron to go, damn. They don't use their history in the right way, which is like, you know, there is a lineage that, that a lot of us understand. And there's references that a lot of us will get that only quite as, you know, direct as just pulling out a member of the APA. Anyway, I loved it. Right. That's enough on that. Let's just move on. Um, mate, mate, I think John will need to get, we'll need to watch that as soon as we can. I definitely, I'm going to go watch that tonight. I know, I'll tell you, well, you know what? The missus is night shift. Wayne's will be in their bed early. And I yeah. think I'll stick that on. Well, this is usually this is usually the night that Siobhan goes to her bed on a Friday night, and I sit up and watch AEW. But tonight, AEW is not happening. Well, unless though, I think there's quite a few exciting things happening that as well. But I watch AEW, but I'll definitely watch that match as well. What did the what did the critics make it and stuff? Because I know they're a bit. You know, I've not seen it. I've not actually seen a rain on it. I, I don't know if uh, Meltzer's got his stars out for the the card yet. Grado, are you on it? I, is Meltzer's not the biggest Cody fan, is he? I don't think. No, I don't think he is. Unless it's New Japan, Meltzer is not interested. Oh, hold on. Tw- uh, they've just dropped 51 minutes ago. David Meltzer's Hell in oh, a Cell uh, ratings reviewed. This'll be interesting. He gave it five stars, mate. Five there stars. Wow. There you go. There you go. Five star match from Meltzer for a WWE pay-per-view match. That is incredible. When when was the last five star? It probably been an, an NXT match then, eh? Aye, probably. Let's see what the punters are saying. Scott told us about a charity football game where the loser of a WrestleMania prediction has to dress up and play dressed as a wrestler. You remember this for last episode? Last year it was Jimmy Snooker. This year he handed it out to the wrestling daft listeners to decide. So we've got a few suggestions to add to Grado's Naked Midian shout out. Brian says, make him dress as the fiend. John says, what about Bastian Booger? The fiend would be a good one, wouldn't it? Aye, aye. And what are we thinking? Is, is the fiend going to come back? Have you seen the, the latest video from him? Oh, I never saw his video, John, but I saw that he went TikTok or something like that. I'm coming, I'm ready. Please Have don't see his, Please don't see he's not blip. released. Blip. It's, a, it's not a blip. It's blip, not a blip. blip. I'm coming. Blip. Is that a blip? Do you want, do you want to we watch it, it together? I'll be here we'll soon. Blip. Blip. It's uh, nearly time. I can't wait. I can't wait. All that shit. Uh, Is it? Hold on. Hold on. I'll get it up. Then. Why do you? Why do you? Why do you? Why do you want to? Why do you want to whip that? So much time. So much time. So little time. <laughs> right. Let's see it, John. <laughs> Somebody's made this, John. You think? Everything good. Has ever happened to me? First came a period of horrible suffering. I never ask why. I just wait for the rough part to end. I was chosen for whatever reason. May I ask his voice? It doesn't hurt anymore. It burns. And I'm ready now. I'm tired of watching. I'm tired of hearing irrelevant clowns speculate how I'll be perceived. 
Maybe ask the wrong Tired one. Tired of hearing. Oh, keep I agree. It's such a Marty scribble, man. It's slipping on Whenever I decide to return, I'll remind everyone why they know my name. Again. This must be the wrong thing. John. Believe in me. John, you've been you've been taken in again. John. Patience. It's almost time. No, I think that's the wrong thing. John's one of these folk that share fucking missing dugs in Atlanta. <laughs> Keep an eye out in fucking Falkirk. And yeah, that's that's but someone said it to me. One of, our, uh, one of our patrons, Mr. Bronchell, sent that to me a day ago. And it's uh, on YouTube and it's got 133,000 subscribers and it says it begins again. Is this a fake thing? Of course. I mean, of course it is. How, how, do you know, how do you know that's fake? You are not put on his Twitter, to be fair. Yeah, I bet you. Do you see things, John, and go, that's a virus? That's a virus. Don't open that. That's a virus. I bet you did that day. I don't, I don't. don't open it, that's a virus. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. I think it is him. I'm going to say it is. That is a new Bray Wyatt promo. Uh, but the fact it's only had 7,500 views. But this is his full Twitter. Oh, no, maybe it's not. I bet, mate, this is what they do. You ever, this is what they do when they try and masquerade as other people. It begins again, it's got 133. It's just a, a fan has made it. No, it's got, uh, maybe. It's got on. No, maybe. This is because you're not for one of the big cities, John. You've not got the kind of aye. cynical eye for He's these no things. You're no streetwise, mate. He's not no streetwise. I mean? All the other stuff on it, it's like Wyndham promo, the Forbidden Door, it's all the Wyndham stuff. John, have you ever booked a holiday on the internet yet? Have you, have you managed to, have you done that yet? Are you still going down to the travel agents? Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's move on. Uh, Brian says, on the lad on the dress-up forfeit, you want a level of shame and embarrassment. Um but there's also the uncomfortable warm-up routine, so no better than the fiend and his mad mask. Look at twat and blowing out your ass at the same time. Hmm. We can't put a fit guy in the in the fiend costume though. It wouldn't work. You need a bit. You need a big old belly, didn't you? <laughs> big old belly. You need a big old belly. Also talking about sports heel turns, we were and Giza Gobble the Gooker says the biggest heel turn in sports will always be Mo Johnson. Then the dirty own Celtic signing for Rangers. Ignore the religious part. The betrayal of Billy McNeil and going to Graham Sunnis was pure wrestling heel turn stuff. Chris Barrett says, Matt Letizia, going for <laughs> underappreciated technical wizard to fucking mental conspiracy spouting weirdo. Man, that's Twitter's mental. It has Twitter's up its head. Uh, Stevie says, the Scottish national team gave us a brief bit of hope by being good for a wee bit and then became shite again. John Jones is up there as well. John Jones is a good shout. Guy was a perceived saint when he first became UFC champion, but later became a complete and utter cheating scumbag. That was Stevie that said that. And he'll turn the Aussie who bowled underarm against New Zealand. I'm sure explaining that to Rab would be good audio. The Aussie who bowled. Do you watch cricket, John? I do like a bit of cricket, but I don't remember that. I've not... Have you ever been less surprised about anything in your life, Gradle, than that John <laughs> likes a bit of cricket? No, man. He was at the cricket. Were you not at the cricket, I was at the cricket. I was at the cricket in Barbados. No, Barbados. I remember. I remember. I got name, my... name three cricket players. Who's the best three cricket players? The best three cricket players? You mean ever? Uh, oh, ever. Do you get any cricket players, 
Rob, I'm trying Juan, to... Ian Botham. Ian Botham. The old guy who's a commentator who barred his misses about as well. <laughs> the, one that, the one that died after a co- cocaine fueled orgy. I'll not say his name, but I know he's a ton of it just in case I get libeled. Right. Uh, um, who else is it? I think Andy Gorham. Uh, honestly, Andy Gorham. Ge- genuinely, Andy Gorham is one of the only guys I know that plays cricket. There uh-huh. was him, him that suffers from uh, body dysmorphia. He's on Sky all the time. Body dysmorphia. Freddie Flintoff. Freddie Flintoff. Freddie Flintoff's a cricketer, right? Uh, yes. He isn't he? He is, I. I know uh, some cricket in terms, John. Leg before wicket. Yeah, LBW. Um, and also um, innings. Innings, yep. Yeah, is that sun cream to put in her face? Yeah, that's, that's the boy, aye. Aye. Um, don't you can do cheaty stuff when you shine your balls well it's not that, I mean obviously it was match fixed the old uh, Australian tampering with the ball incident which they became enemies of the state didn't they the two boys that did that they were tampering with the ball what did they do to tamper with I think they had sandpaper in their uh, trousers and they were sanding the ball down that's bad, bad boys, isn't they? Graham Gooch. What is that day sanding the ball in? I think it makes it faster on the wicket. Right. Mm-hmm. Exciting stuff. Right. Now, <laughs> Rab said on Twitter last night, we saw a classic wrestling match. I can't believe this. An all-time classic, historic. I will talk about it at length on Wrestling Daft. And Bronze Cello replied with this clip and said, eh, definitely Kevin Owens versus Seek. That was the bloody joke that I made at the start of the show. That's what you were talking about. No, I didn't see that. However, so have you, not seen, have you seen the clip of Owens? Oh, man. You know, still part. <laughs> I know, that's what it looked like. Um, what did you say, John? Have you seen the clip of Owens um, being interviewed? Uh, I put it. No, no, no. Let me show you it now. You want to show us it? Okay. Elias, Ezekiel, same person. He just wanted a refresh. Okay. You know, remember back in the day? You remember Fatu? Yeah. He disappeared, then he came back as, uh, as what was it? The, uh, the Sultan. Oh, he was yeah, the yeah. Sultan. He had a mask on and he thought he was fooling everybody. I knew it right he away. I saw the Sultan and was like, that's Fatu. Yeah. This is what he's trying to do. <laughs> I fucking love that. That's funny. That's good, isn't it? Great and kayfabe, I love it. The guys funny. are doing good stuff. Simi, in reference to a chat on Tony Khan last week, says, I agree that ratings don't matter the way they used to, but it was AEW and Tony Khan in the clip you played boasting about winning the ratings demos, etc. WWE were getting slated for raw ratings while cleaning up on YouTube. That's true. Tony Khan himself is into the ratings. Kyle Customs, our amazing wrestling figure and art designer friend, has created our very own Wrestling Daft sticker, Shiny. You can see that on the Twitter feed. It's a beautiful... It's a beautiful thing. It would be brilliant to get some of them made when we do a live show. What about that, boys? Spray yeah. Paint Scott replied and insists there are so many quotes for this show for a sticker series. Um, that would be... That would be, be on Wrestling Daft stickers. It would just be some of the quotes from the show, wouldn't it? Well, we would need Bobby Balance. Oh, fuck a f- Bobby Bingo Balance. Balance. Bobby, Bobby Balance. Balance, how dare Hold you? Hold on a minute. Bobby Balance? <laughs> Wash your mouth out. <laughs> Wash your it's another mouth. guy you were supposed to have booked on your fucking wrestling family bash, by the way. And I was talking to Jester this week about it. I was right. going, Jester, he just won't fucking book me for this. I mean, you know I mean? And Jester was like, well, fucking everybody's asking to get booked on it. So <laughs> the poor guy's stressed up to high door all these, all these guys, all these people trying to get booked. So I'm sorry, Grado, if I've been adding to your woes. No, no. 
Demo says after last week's show, don't think using Gradle as his muse is going to work out for one pound fish. What was um, that again? There's a picture of one pound fish guy. One pound fish, one pound fish. One pound fish. He's got a poster here saying a huge selection of Cajun <laughs> mac and cheese. 95. <laughs> was that on Fitbit after I was talking about that? No, this was, no, this. was last last week. You were saying the world is pish because your oh. Cajun macaroni was £8.95. And pa- Pablo's Vault of Horrors found a shorty secret in your skybox, folks. He says, just found this in catch-up. If anybody fancied watching Hulk Hogan, Pervin on CJ or Mitch and Macho Man mixing it up. Uh, and it's Baywatch, an episode of Baywatch. With, uh, with, the, with the lads in it, right? Bash at the beach. Special guest Hulk Hogan and the Baywatch team worked to raise money to keep a youth centre open. Randy right. Savage and Ric Flair face off in a wrestling match for charity as well. So that's on your sky. The new Rob, did you ever, did anybody, I mean, I remember Baywatch, but did you ever remember that at the time? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I kind of did remember it at the time. I watched, I watched, I totally watched Baywatch. It was like, it kind of replaced that, it was that Saturday evening slot where the A-team used to be, do you know what I mean? At five o'clock on a Saturday, Baywatch was on. I've just so, I've just thought of something mad, right? Right, and I, I would love if the listeners could clear it up. But I've got a memory, right? I'm pretty sure I remember John Shushy in the news at ten saying that Hulk Hogan had signed for WCW. Would that have happened? <laughs> no. I'm sure I remember being a wee boy. Not. I'm sure it was on news at ten. John Sushi declared on the news at ten. That Hulk Hogan. I can remember being at my grand's. I remember watching something like You Bet, Matthew Kelly, whatever. And then after that, it was like Hulk Hogan has now moved from the WWF to WCW. I am sure it was on ITN. I suppose it's possible because it, it was a massive star, Hulk Hogan. So I suppose it's and finally that, tonight, it could have been <laughs> and, and finally, and finally, that's exactly it, John. It could have been that, you and know. Finally tonight. Yeah, finally I tonight. Anyway, if you just want to get in touch with us about any of that or just random wrestling-related stuff, get us on Twitter at Wrestling Daft on Insta at Wrestling Daft Podcast, just Wrestling Daft on Facebook or emails at wrestlingdaft at gmail.com. Don't watch Baywatch. Watch Hell in a Cell. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now every week, we like to bury stuff, put our stuff for the world of wrestling. You don't know what I'm putting out this week. I've already done it. Uh, Grado, what about yourself? I never saw any wrestling, but I thought maybe you would like to enter into a discussion about uh, Glenn Jacobs' tweets. Ken? He's uh, the, the gun stuff and all that. Did you see that? You mean the stuff that X-Pac was like, I can't I believe can't... you're saying this, bro. You broke my heart. Aye. Broke my, my heart, bro. And, and Mankind was like, to see this from Glenn is really disheartening. Did you see them, John? The, the, the tweets. I've not seen them. No, has he been? Oh, I, but he's, he's went a bit fucking mental, has Kane, isn't he? Aye, man, it's it's a bit. Um, Imagine saying the guy who has spent years wearing a mad mask and all that, and a wig going about kidding on that he was a dead guy's brother. He went. He's <laughs> went a bit mental now, ain't he? That guy. <laughs> 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 yeah, he wrote. 
that um, he wrote, every violent death is a tragedy. That said, the mainstream media would have you believe that America is a land of gun violence and mass shootings, when in fact, as Hannah Cox has pointed out, our per capita rates of gun deaths are actually much lower than other countries. What other countries? Fucking Russia. I mean... Iraq, it's... Afghanistan. Right, John, don't get us shot, please. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, he's a Republican p- politician. He's just, he's towing the party line. He's got to be, you know, he's, he's playing the game. You know what I mean? That's what you want him to say. Well, that's just why I bury Kane then. Right, you're burying Kane. <laughs> Many have tried, mate. Many have tried to bury Kane. <laughs> Ethan Undertaker can't bury Kane. What the fucking chance have you got? Uh, you get in, John. Burying this week, uh, nothing wrestling wise, I don't think. What could I bury this week? No, I've probably got this wrestling show on it. This wrestling show's cracking. I've, I've probably no, I've not. Do you know what's terrible? I've not seen any wrestling this week. I mean, John, I've no either, man. I've not seen any wrestling this week, which is very disappointing in me. Very disappointing. In me. Why bury the M- MGF situation? I'm going to, here's, here's, <clears throat> hold on, you're burying that, the MGF situation? Yes, Why? what the hell? Because you look like him. Is it a work? Is it, I'm all confused now. They've taken all, um, all his stuff down from social media. They've taken all the mention down. Is it a work? Is it a shoot? In fact, I'm putting that over because I'm, well, I'm fucking don't know what's happening. Look at it like this. The whole thing's a work, but what he's saying is a shoot. Right. He's working well said, it. mate. Well said. Um, it's what we call a worked shoot. Mate, which um, if you knew your history, mate, I lived through a period where almost every week it was a word shoot. Uh, Right, so here's something I want to bury. I want to bury fans instantly assuming that Finn Balor was the new leader of Judgment Day, when actually I think it's just as likely that it's Rhea Ripley that's the new leader of Judgment Day. Ah, yeah. By the way, I I've not really seen much of Rhea Ripley, but I watched Summer from Monday night. I did see that. Fact. She's fuck. She's good, isn't she? She's unreal, man. She's she's really good, man. I can't like other what strikes or well, that. You wouldn't want to fucking mess with her, would you? Her look is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, she's she's, she's got a height and a build, and she just aye, man, agile as fuck, and she's got aye, no. Right, what, been, are chances, kind of her, <clears throat> what are the chances, boy? What are you? What'd you say? I've been sleeping on her. No physical, oh. not physically. <laughs> <or>. <laughs> I'm sure we'd have heard all about it. <laughs> no, but really, I, I've not. I've never really appreciated how good she is. No, she's great. He, no, here's what I want to see. Obviously, I don't see how we could possibly see it, but I did notice when Gangrel came out on AEW a couple few weeks ago, he was looking cracking. I thought he looked great. Oh, he was a size. Bowley league. Bowley leagued, but he still looked like Gangrel. It looked like he'd stepped out of the mists of time. Well, like Jim Layton, was he no bowly-legged? Uh, he was bowly-legged and he was one of the greatest keepers Aberdeen had ever clapped eyes on. But uh, I would love to see Judgment Day versus The Brood. I know you can't do it because Christine's over there, but I would love to see it on a pay-per-view. And I would enjoy that, man, bloodbaths and all that. Let's, let's, get, let's, get, let's make it happen. I don't know why Gangrel was no pop back up again. Wait, or even just have Edge and Gangrel on Sunday. But have you noticed that Jim Layton has never popped up either? No, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? I mean, he's never played in an Aberdeen Legends game on Sunday. He was he wasn't there. You played he, in that. I played in an Aberdeen Legends game, which you can hear about on Football Daft. Aberdeen Legends versus celebrities, just, kind of thing. 
No, it was basically the red. It was like the the blue team versus the yellow team, and it was all ex. It was all ex Aberdeen players. Why would they invite you though? <laughs> why would they? No, I don't mean that in a. No, seriously, I know. I mean, why would they invite like a Rangers because, because it's Robocop's a... fault, isn't it, Grado? It's, it's fucking Robocop's, Robocop's fault. Yeah. Remember, at Robo, remember at the Comic Con, Robocop was nearly rolling about the flare with the guy for Aberdeen. Right, aye. Remember that? Aye. So, because him and Robocop had fell out, he ended up asking if he could be my minder or, you know, assistant. So, obviously, when you spend 10 hours with somebody and then at the end of the day they go, hey, we got a cash for kids singing a summary of fun to coming up. Greg Brown's a manager. I think the freezer five and Ian Jess and Eugene Dandy are going to be there, you fun to it. Are you going to go with Wilde? Yeah, I'm June. So, you play, he played, you score? How many did you score? I never scored at any goals, mate. I missed the, the the penalty to basically win the game. It was all down to me. And I fucking hit it right at a keeper who it was, in fact, a famous twitcher, which made it even more worse for some reason. But uh, we still won the game because... Were the you the most famous non-football <clears throat> player, though? I think I was the only kind of guy. There was no other... You know, usually you're kind of... Have you been asked to do any other charity football matches anytime soon? Yeah, yeah. But I'm... Um, I, I, I did actually enjoy it. I did actually enjoy it. I said, in fact, my dafty, Craig Brown was meant to put me on the last 15 minutes at my request because I didn't want to go on, but he didn't. He forgot all about me and I'm sitting there at 15 minutes and then it was fucking 10 minutes, then 9, then 8, then 7. I was like, Craig, I think you better put me on, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he, he forgot all about you. He forgot all about me. He's got a fuck's sake, Grado. Grado, right, here, can we go? He's, but he was telling me just to run on. I was talking about wrestling daft, fit, fit, fit with daft. But, uh, I went on and I was really good, Rob. Yeah, I believe it. Do you not remember Ian Jess? I do remember him, I, I remember Jess. his name's Ian, but it's spelled in a totally mad way. Aye, Eon. Aye, Eoin. Aye, Eoin. Right, how's he looking? Because he was quite a good-looking boy in his youth. <clears throat> well, he was He was looking great. He stays in Barcelona now. He actually had a stroke in 2009, which I didn't know about. Oh, did he? I didn't know aye, that either. Aye, aye. Um, like when, when did Bret Hart have his stroke? I think he had it, was it no 2002, maybe? Uh, fuck's sake. No, no, he had his bike accident, but was his bike accident a stroke as well? Let's see, no. let's Google when Brett Hart I'm had his stroke. I'm on it, stroke, Brett. 2002, you're right, Grado. Yeah, 2002, well. well, there you go. After the motorcycle accident, he had the stroke. I don't know what kind of connection I was looking looking for there between <laughs> Jess's stroke and Brett Hart's stroke, but you know, <laughs> it's always worth checking, just in case. Uh, right, okay, so let's see what the punters are saying. Kev wants to put over NXT. They had another good pay-per-view and their women's division's excellent. NXT's fucking mad. Have you watched yeah, any of it? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a laugh, isn't it? It's fucking mental. It's just but a it's laugh. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Kev wants to also put over MVP. His role since returning to WWE has been really enjoyable to watch. He's done, he's done well. MVPs went far since that video Gradle showed, showed us him at the very start of Wrestling Daft. Do you remember? Who was he then again? He was... Well, he, he was, was in a hotel room with you in Germany. God, he was in a hotel when... with you, Gradle. And let's just say... It wasn't... Aye. You know, it wasn't fully sober. No. I mean, it's funny the amount of, people, the amount of times I've sat with like wrestlers at him who have been like big on WWF, and then you're in Germany with them, and you're sitting with them going, "Man, you're a fucking loser now, aren't you?" <laughs> <laughs> sitting with me, I mean, look at where this came to, man. Sitting in this fucking shitty hotel room in Germany, you must be pure, absolutely fucking gutted with your life. 
And then they turn it around, and now he's like the biggest kind of, do you know what I mean? He's Aye. one of the top producers, well. talents, well, do you know what yep. I mean? So fair fucks to him. Kieran wants to put our Cody in the cell and wants to bury Judgment Day kicking out edge. I'm very happy for Finn taking over. There we go. There's that assumption again. And I'm willing to get a go, but the reason for taking out edge doesn't make sense. They've won all their matches because he's leadership, but he's apparently the problem, huh? Louise wants to put her Cody Rhodes and Seth at Hell in a Cell. Respect to both participants. And he wants to put over Rollins and Cody and bury Judgment Day for kicking out edge. Too soon. And bury the fact that Cody is over like Rover and is now injured for a few months. Hope it doesn't stall his momentum when he's back. Listen, when Cody comes back at Royal Rumble, the roof's going to come off. Uh, Chris wants to put uh, Miro, the big hunky bastard, coming back. and wants to bury oh. shit nicknames. Why are we asked that Omos is for Nigeria all of a sudden? Holly wants to put over one. Cody versus Seth. Hell in a Cell match Sunday just gone. And the Broken Skull Sessions with Becky Lynch in 2022. <clears throat> the Jarrett one was good, Rob. See, you watched that. Oh, the Jarrett one was brilliant, man. I really enjoyed it. Really, really good. Although, really enjoyed I'm, it. Although... You were disappointed although, to talk about you, didn't you? Weren't you? No, I wasn't. Nah, I didn't think. I mean, they probably did, but they just had to edit it for time. I get that. Aye. It's, it's, it's about Piers Morgan stories. I know that they go for about four hours. It has to be cut down. But did you know, think, Rabbi, you know a wee bit sort of kind of like waiting on the the chat about how Austin never wanted to work him in 99? Well, obviously there was some... Because some... I felt Jeff, because I felt Jeff was thinking that that was coming. Because he went, "Oh, we're going right into that." Did you notice that? But aye, it was aye, actually aye, another aye. clip. I think it was when it was the clip. Because I thought they were going to show us the promo that he done in '97, where he buried three sixteen. Remember that promo? And that's that's what go, Austin's got up. But they showed the the initial promo because I don't know if he done it the week after or something like that. Remember? It, it was really, really good though. It but was... I, th- I think it's a situation. I wouldn't be. I think it was so good the Jeff Jarrett one. I wouldn't be surprised to see them there again with Jeff Jarrett because there's so much you could talk about. You know what I mean? Deborah, it really is. It was Deborah, I know. You know what I mean? Aye. Yeah, I know. Anyway. They're probably obviously they're probably way to avoid some stuff. Well, I think I they kind of. I think they kind of covered it in an abbreviated manner at the start, but just kind of gone. We don't have any problem with each other now. You know what I mean? And just. I wanted them to discuss about how Austin says he couldn't run the ropes right and all that. But anyway, I still enjoyed it. That's me plucking at tre- plucking at trees. Yeah, and Beppe <laughs> wants to put up MJF, the guy's absolutely money. Give him the belt. No punk is injured and wants to bury the amount of injuries over the last week. Sad to see so many amazing performers being forced to spend such a long time away. Rap Grado and bubble wrap, please, before his ICW return. Well, Grado's only hosting anyway, ain't you, Grado? Hi, so. hi. I'm fine. I don't worry about that. I'll be fine. As long as I can get in my good suit, I'll be brand new. Are you in hosting? I'm hosting. We'll see. Hey, that's all I'm giving away. So oh, I'm for this to host. Right. What are you Saturday or Sunday? I think I'm Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday. Oh, both I mean, Saturday I mean, and Sunday. Will you give us the sure. tip off of when you're seeing some action then, so me and Rap can come along? Um, aye. Night out, wrestling daft night out, Rab. Aye, why not? Um, so I, that's ICW Shug's first party. Get yourself along. Weekend of the last weekend of July. So I'm going to be hosting the ICW Big Weekender. Also announced ICW in Cardiff as well. So looking good. Oh, I ICW in Cardiff. That'll be good. Midnight uh, show. Midnight show, man. Pfft, oh, after. Shit. So you do that after the pay per view. You do that. Pla- there's, pla- there's plans for a kind of convention as well. I spoke to a couple of guys that maybe plan on putting a convention on as well, so that looks interesting as well. So it looks like it's going to be a sort of like WrestleMania UK kind of weekender, which is quite exciting. We definitely yes. should get done there, man, in some capacity, this podcast. 
Well, without a doubt, man, without a doubt, what a missed opportunity it would be. If it was George Bowie wanted to go, John would have sorted it out <laughs> seven months ago. George Bowie would have been refereeing in the main. <laughs> um, Peter wants to put out Edge being kicked out by his goth crew and wants to bury Edge being kicked out by his goth crew. Um Peter, that doesn't make sense. Why does it put it, it does. Me? I see what he's done there. Put over Edge being kicked out as Goth crew, but also Buddy Edge being kicked out as Goth crew. Smart it's man, Peter. It's a good thing. It's a bad thing, I would say. Smart. Oh, I hate that shit. Sean <laughs> wants to. Sean wants to put over Cody, <laughs> and wants to bury the pointless gimmick change and change of the best entrance team of Edge for only a few months in a stable. I don't like Edge's entrance team, by the way. But here, did they know? I saw. I no, the I new think... one, just just old one. <clears throat> I think it's crap. Oh, no way. I do. I do. I don't well, like they, it. I guess it's well, fucking cheesy as anything. Well, they know um, moaning about it, they, they chucked Edge out, but they've still kept his vice at the start of the, the tune. <clears throat> I mean, how do we know it's not something a long... How do we know it's not some long con he's playing here and he's not actually kicked it? We don't uh, know yet, do we? We don't know that. yet, do we? Jakey wants to put over the GCW tournament a survival and cage a survival shows. Good we watch if death matches are your thing. The only <laughs> JK, the only Mahang, and wants to bury the fickle fans who knew love Cody. Fickle, the guy shouldn't have been out there, no matter how much he wanted to. The fucking Mark, <laughs> listen to JK, man. JK loves death matches, oh. loves death matches, and hates when an actual professional wrestler tells a professional wrestling story. You know what I mean? I don't know whether I love JK or hate his guts. Ah. <laughs> it's funny, man. I kind of want to bury Jakey and I want to put over Jakey as well. I think we should. I, I, I think <laughs> what we. I, I think Jakey would be good to speak to you on the running. It would you be. Know? It would be good to get somebody on to tell us about death matches. Jakey, to try and you've explain got a, what's I, no shite about them. You've got an open invitation, Jakey, to come on the running next week. Come on the running, Jakey, and tell us why all these fat guys that can't wrestle doing death matches are worth watching. <laughs> all these out of shape, kind of skinny, fat guys who should be in jail. Why we should be why we should be watching them instead of professional wrestlers who respect the art form. You'll let us know. Right? See you next week. David wants to put our Cody's performance at Hell in a Cell. Unbelievable to do that with a torn peck. And David wants to bury the Jubilee. Right, fucking careful, Grado's on the show. Why? Fucking hang went on for days and the wee prince was bored that he's napper. Quite enjoyed the Jubilee. Quite enjoyed it. Thought it was great celebration. Brilliant. Uh, I didn't enjoy it. What do you mean you enjoyed it? Because I wasn't here to know, but I was in gym signing, watching it all live, Steph, and I was like, come on, take fucking your holidays. Were you oh, singing along with all the songs and all that, Grado? Absolutely. Uh, you what were you watching? I don't mean, I don't understand. What were you watching? Well, we the watched, concert thing? The concert was great. What I liked about the concert was that it didn't stop. It was, did you, do you know what I'm talking about, John? It never stopped. So there was like six stages outside the bucket. <laughs> I got yeah, I know what you mean, Grado. So yeah, it went like, like and oh, now on stage, you had something going on in the other and all that. So, yeah. so it would go and now, please welcome George Ezra and I'll be singing shotgun. And now, please welcome Andrew Bocacelli. Time to come. I mean, it was like it never. It was near. Ask, was, ask cause with the Royals there. You need to keep the show just going and going because if there's a wee break in action, one in them will bet the wins. <laughs> Did you see the was, picture of Prince George looking like he was a football manager? That's why you look like he's putting on the other wee prince for a that game was, of football. That was funny. Rab, have you seen this? No, I've not seen it. Don't show I've, I've said you the picture. This is quite. No, you're funny. Right, Rab, you know you, you don't like the royal family. You don't like the queen. I'm 
No, why would I like? You don't like the right order. I get why you don't like. I can, I can understand why people <laughs> don't like. But let me tell you this right now. I don't believe it. But you know what? Here's the fucking deal. Right? Look at the Undertaker. We never knew anything about the Undertaker. We didn't know what his hobbies were. We didn't know that he great at his matches like a fucking strob. We didn't know about his family, about his life, mm-hmm. everything about his gimmick. He was the Undertaker for 30 years. Now, as we say, he's sitting with fucking Lorraine Kelly and we know everything and he's gave everything <laughs> up. Guess who's stuck to her fucking gimmick for 98 years? <laughs> the Queen herself. <laughs> the Queen The Queen is what you call somebody that's lived the gimmick, has <laughs> never broke the fucking cave, never broke kayfabe in one day of her life. We know fuck all about her. All we know is her on-screen character. And she's wrote her own creative for 98 years. So fucking, I'm well up for this jubilee. That should be well commended. And wrestling fans like us should be thankful that somebody is prepared to live her gimmick as much as what Her Majesty has throughout her reign the last 70 years. I mean, I get what you're saying to an extent, but... You know, you, know, you, never, you never hear fucking the Queen on Stone Cold's podcast. Yeah, but we also never see the Queen get her fucking head shoved through a barber shop one day. As much as, we, <laughs> as, much as we, we, we might want it. We'll never see it. Anyway. Well, you I'm don't know gonna... nothing about the Queen. Sorry, I'm I know just going enough, mate. The... I know enough about the Queen. I've got an image of the Queen doing a shoot interview in some dodgy hotel room. Right? <laughs> We're joined by... She's got a fact on with that. Right. She, 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 she ends up doing comic cons and all that. She's got, like, she's, she's got her... Um, what do you call it? She's got her crown. And people come up and she's like, do you want to wear the crown? No, <laughs> but I... Do you want to wear the crown? <laughs> I get what you're saying, but once the Queen's... Once, once, once she's... <laughs> Once she's finished, get it fucking wrapped up. That's plenty. That's plenty. That's I mean, fine. That's fine. No harm harm anymore. But that's it. That's Today we're right. joined by none other than uh, Queen Elizabeth II. You found the business growing up? <laughs> Who's this remind you of? Oh, Andrew. Andrew, definitely Andrew. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. All the, the different eight by tens, man, on our table. <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> Listen, did you see? Did you see the fucking hologram here inside the chat? Inside the the Carlton horse gone by? Did you see that? No, I think I did see that. When they did the procession, it was like uh, the the cart going past with the horses. Because that was golden. the one. That, that was the one that she got inducted into, wasn't it? Aye, aye. Right. That was it. That was That's when, when fucking wrestling, isn't it? It's it fucking making debuted, a big entrance. When she debuted, she looked like, that, and so but they done even, a hologram here in her first. But, but even if you look at the 2002, the Golden Jubilee concert, it was quite raw. Do you know what I mean? It was quite, it was Brian May at the top of Buckingham Palace. Fast forward now, it's all this shit like graphics up in the Buckingham Palace. It's too slick, it's too smooth, it's like the WWE, do you know what I mean? It's aye, like aye, too aye, much. Aye. It's like, you know what I mean? So many similarities, man. I get you, but I suppose it's that thing. It's like, my, my feeling now is like, once Vince is away, maybe that'll be the McMahon's done. And and the WWE, do you know what I mean? There's that feeling now. Right. Particularly, it doesn't look like any of the Waynes have really got a grip on it the way we thought they would have. You know what I mean? I it don't know, man. The queen, the William cut away. a fucking William cut a good promo, but um, you know, wildlife and nature. He put he 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 went about fucking six or eight minutes, <laughs> complete, like off the cuff. Unscripted. He's got just... great promo skills. Right. 
Prince, Prince Charles a total mid card otherwise he's not going to get into the main event. I think yeah, I think I think they're just going to turn around. So I think Charles, you're not getting you're not getting the title here. Yeah, you know we're going to put strap the rocket onto William here. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. I agree with me. And then yeah. I mean it's then you've got the fucking you've got the villain and Harry and Megan. <laughs> they're How like are the they fucking, hold on, they're the baby faces. They're the heels, man. They're the baby faces, no, because uh, the, the, the Royals are the establishment. So see, they're the babies. Is, they're like, Harry you, and Meghan. you see, Harry and Meghan are like the NWO, is what you're trying to say here. These look fucking. No, I wouldn't go as far the, as that. The, I, would say, I, would, comes I would say, if I'm being honest, probably the IRA are the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> right, anyway, that's enough of that. Fuck's sake. Um, aye, anyway, brilliant. A, a long. I wouldn't want to do it all the years of fucking what she's had to do. Put it that way, so, you know, fair fucks there. You just made the list! Right. Um, now, obviously, Cody's injury. We had like to do a list of wrestling daft. We, inspired by Cody's injury, we are talking about the worst injuries in wrestling. That was what the, the patrons wanted to vote for. Um, the worst injuries in wrestling. This is a horrible one, John. And by the way, this is the biggest landslide we've had for put up to vote. One hundred percent of the patrons wanted us to talk about this—the worst injuries in wrestling. And I tell you what, when I was reading through them, I'm like, "Fuck, I remember that." Oh my god, it's horrible! Some horrible, horrible stuff. I think there's only one winner. There's only number one. Really? One. Aye, it's Sid, right? Oh, it's Sid. Sid, aye, Sid's Sid number three, one. Hundred percent. Sid, Sid can only be number one. Is there a two and a three that you would like to put forward? Adam Shame and Bells Hill. What well, happened to Adam Shame? Type situation. That was right? a Sid one. Look at my leg. Look at my leg. What happened to Adam? <laughs> We've spoken about this before. Remember? Aye, aye, really aye. Bad, but right? reminders, reminders, Grado, because this Basically. is what we're talking about. <laughs> it's no funny. I don't know why I'm laughing because it was really, really bad. But um, big Shamer. I think he, he had Conscience in the corner. He was giving him a splash one, giving him a splash two, and then the third, either Conscience rolled out the road or he bailed him over the top rope. And Shamer went over the top rope, landed on his feet, and it went, eh, and his fucking oh. ankle hang away. And, like, he went into total shock. And it's no funny, but it, Shamer's looking down, he's going, look at my ankle, look at my ankle, look at my ankle. And, one, and the referee... It's standing there, it's standing there like fucking like a fart in a trance, doesn't know what to do, and then he turns and does the X. And the bell sounds when he said that. Does the X in the back. <laughs> I mean, it's. Aye, it was a bad injury for Shamer, but he came back faster, stronger. He done the fucking Kanye West thing. He took a couple of months out and he came out to the Kanye West music. Oh, her man, her faster, stronger. Beautiful. Beautiful. It's on YouTube. Adam Shame leg break. Is it on YouTube? It's on my eye. Have we never we definitely covered this before? We've I, spoken about it before, definitely. I've never heard Get it up, movie. get it up then. Shame get it, let's I'm going to watch Adam break his leg. Let's watch it, come on. Adam wouldn't... Oh, right, okay. He won't mind, he won't mind. He loves it. He this won't is mind. He won't mind. If you're one of our patrons, you'll be able to see this. If not, Google Adam Shame right leg break. Here we go. Adam Shame leg break. Unless I... It has to stop me up there. Oh god, it is ankle. Is oh you god! Oh god, this is not going to be good. I don't. I don't. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, Get no. up! <laughs> oh no! We all going to watch this together. This is it. Two. I know everyone this. Yeah, you know what's coming next.
You know what's coming next. I mean, you don't know Shayla. Hey, watch, John. Oh! Oh my God! Look at Adam, man. Oh my God! Look at my ankle. Oh! I broke my ankle saying it. I broke my ankle. Oh my God! There's a look at the watch. What the referee still count one? He's doing it as well, right? <laughs> oh no! Oh my god! That was a bad gym, man. Fair play to him, man. He actually, you know, I'd have been. Actually, I mean, I'd have been great. I'd have been oh, rolling. Man, he fucked out, didn't he? Man. I'd have been a. Oh, Jesus Christ. Makes you feel sick, like now. Why did we watch that? Uh, when we watch a decapitation video now. <laughs> Get rotten.com. I'll give him a talk for Remember rotten.com back like about 30 years, 20 years. No, not 30 years ago, fuck's sake. Pre internet. Mm. Um. Aye, let's get. We'll watch a two pack autopsy. No, we're not watching Let's watch the Bud Dwyer video. Remember the Bud Dwyer one? That fucked me that? for fucking. Oh my god, that. that I remember I saw there's a wee boy, my pal Mark showed me it. It's a guy that's in the, the courtroom and he's like, right, hold on, I've called you all here today. And he's getting in. Oh, I need to a gun. That's right, I remember that boy. Aye, and he goes, no, no, get back. And he shoots his head. Aye. And, and that, that fucked me for days. But see now that. We've been that desensitised to this shit. You watch it back now and it's a fucking walk in the park. The mad thing about terrible. that Bud Dwyer video is when he shoots his cell and I hang me, the judge goes like that, does the X. To the back of the courtroom. Right, hold on. Let's see, what the, let's see what the punters have said about this. I mean, nothing beats Sid for me. Uh, okay, no. so Bryce Hulk Suffer says, watching Psycho Sid's leg go the wrong way still makes me throw up a little bit in my mouth. Chariot says Sean Michaels having his back done in for bumping the base of his spine after casket in his match against Taker always makes me wince when I see it, even if the aftermath isn't grotesque. Mm. Luke says Foley getting his ear ripped off when he got caught in the ropes. Yeah, in Germany. Mercury ladder incident. Oh, that was bad as well. Was bad. I remember that. Sammy says when Cesaro lost his front teeth and when Joey Mercury almost lost his face when a ladder smashed on it, that's it. I think the mass transit incident counts men as assault, but it was yeah. grim. Yeah. He's he was getting stabbed. Kieran G says, got to be Big E, right? Literally breaking his neck on TV. And for some reason, WWE continue to show the full-on replay, is it? Mm. Jakey says, Nick Gage nearly dying for blood loss a few years back at Tournament of Death. There's Jakey again. Jakey's back with a death match. Stuff. So he is, man. <laughs> Necro Brilliant. Butcher's Elm during his and Madman Pondo's <laughs> infamous 200 light tube death match in IWAMS. Oh, and Kanemura going to town with a blade. On Kevin Sullivan's arm. Jakey <laughs> loves this shit, doesn't he? Didn't he, man? Jakey likes access videos and all that. I'm a wee, I'm a wee bit of fear of Jakey. Laura says, whenever I see the Sid one, I have to go for a lie down so I don't faint. Jeez. <laughs> and Scott says, seen live, has to be parked at an OTT show, dislocated his finger twice and popped it back in and went on as if nothing happened. Was sickening to see a live crowd. We're gone mental. How did, you, how did she manage to see it? She's sickening to see live. Have you seen the picture of it? Look, scroll down, you'll see the picture. <clears throat> Let's see. Oh, 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 Open daddy's panties. <laughs> Open daddy's panties. What kind of game is this? You Open play Grado. Be- <laughs> 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 
Hey, John, open mommy's panties. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute, by the way. You need to see Chris, the video version to see that guy. Oh, for fuck's sake. Chris has remembered a belt here. The Sid leg break is awful, but special mention to Vince Dane Bethy's quads getting into the ring at the Rumble and then just sitting there loving a pole. That's the funniest injury, isn't it? Hi. That's the he's funniest one. Sitting there, he's just sitting in his arse. <laughs> Shouting but, Bart Nobles. But that, <laughs> but that must have been fucking sad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you threw them, man. You threw them. It's all the faces of everybody else in that ring looking at him, sitting there on his arse, shouting at them. It's fucking hilarious. Was it no because he wasn't meant to go down there anyway? Was it no because they fucked the ending and all that? Aye, aye, aye. He's thinking of his fucking He's a mean a He's a mean a He's like, restart the match, and he's doing there sitting on his ass. Restart the match. <laughs> they must have, was it Batista and Cena? Aye. They must have been like, what the fuck's he going on? What man? is he doing? <laughs> Why is he not standing up? <laughs> At one point, they must have went, what do we do? <laughs> would, you, would you want to do? <laughs> so funny. Craig says, lately, Ray Phoenix breaking his arm, going through a table and dynamite. Oh, horrible. And Evil Ninja Phil says, the right answer is Sid Vicious, but that's already been said. So I'll go with the chair shot for JBL with Eddie that had him bleeding like crazy and then bleeding somewhere, just for the hell of it. And Beppy says, Chris Toll, when he hurted his chest. I hurted my chest. I hurted my chest. <laughs> right, well, listen. You need to get me a content at patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. That's how you're going to see inside your dad's panties. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to see inside your mommy's panties, that's the only way to do it is to see it on Patreon and our video episodes. Uh, get involved with our Discord as well. Loads of people chatting in the Discord, chat to us and the rest of the community. Best way to get involved is to sign up patreon.com forward slash wrestling daft. Uh, and while you're on the internet get a Wrestling Daft t-shirt as well shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft well that's it boys in and out blast in and out um, mm-hmm. we're done your job now used to John Grado yes get that Hell in a Cell match watched the whole pay-per-view was good actually but get that Hell in a Cell match watched um, oh. and everybody out there who's listening to this show get that match watched John, get my thing me about the match cut out and on, on the socials. Yeah. Uh, get it out there because I want people to hear it. I want everybody to watch this match. We've got a classic on our hands. we got a classic on our hands, boys. What's next for you this weekend, lads? I'm going on a whiskey tasting with my dad tomorrow. There oh, you go. That's, oh, that's, that's nice, good. Mate. Where are you going, mate? We're going to the, the Jameson thing in Edinburgh. My wife got it for my Christmas, so oh, I'm not a big brilliant. whiskey drinker. So we'll wait and see how that goes. Oh, you'll have a rare tear. Must be great having a dad. I know. Oh, sorry. Great that you've got that. I, I know, but he's blocked me in WhatsApp and never even said happy birthday to me, so... Has he blocked you now? Aye. Uh, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> what have you done to him? go dark, girl, Which then it? Rab could turn around and go, well, at least, you know, you've got a fear that you, you know, that you can block back on WhatsApp. He can, eh? Yeah, that's yeah, true. I, mean, I didn't realise you could block people on WhatsApp. Handy, you know. no. Anyway, <laughs> but that's, I, I, John, I tell you what, mate, that's really, really good for you. Just really have a nice. That'll be a nice wee whiskey. Too. A wee whiskey as well, not very nice. So, um, what are you doing, Rob? This weekend, I'll be taking easy. I've got a bit of running about, picking up the wains, not carrying. I've always got to do, but I'll, you know, I'll be relaxing, learning my lines. Boy, that you know what that's like, Gredo. It's, but I know, but I know what it's like, and I'll need that soon for two doors down. We're filming the next couple of weeks. Uh, it must be mad having to go back and write lines that you've 
played a big part in writing, you know what I mean? It makes it quite easy, actually, because it's, you're just right. reminding yourself, really, how what, and, what it and is. And can I ask you this? There's a quite a lot of scope for you in terms of, like, one show and you're going, can we, I might actually change that to see Aye, this. loads of scope. Loads Aye. of scope. And even oh, the Do you do Aye. that, Rab? So when you're when you're on set, do you just go, up? Oh, I don't like that line, I'll try it this way or I'll do it this way? And Aye, why try this? Why do that? Why don't we do this and see? I think I've got, maybe this would be funnier than this way. Aye, totally. Oh, wow. That's just good. yesterday when I was filming, I said, I think uh, Vincent should be sucking a lollipop in this scene. <laughs> and now I'm going to I'm going to ask for more lollipops so that occasionally throughout the series I can be sucking a lollipop just because I decided that might it's a new wee wrinkle to add to the gimmick. What wrestler, Although, what wrestler did that gimmick with the lollipops? Always oh, your man, uh, the South, South African guy who used to do the party Russell Brand gimmick. He had lollipop. Oh, Adam, Rose, Adam Rose, Adam Rose. Uh, he ripped the lollipop gimmick, didn't he? He fucking uh, ripped all my shit. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, Adam Rose ripped off all your shit. Aye, man, he clearly just watched a Grado match and done it all, just done everything back. Honestly, then. What happened to him? Where is he now? Exactly. We're going to go. Home. <laughs> <laughs> right, up the road, up the road, everybody. Up the road. Up the road now. Audio Frontier. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.